Hello and welcome to another episode of Too Long Didn't Play. I'm Ben and joined as always, given that it's only our third episode, by my good friend Satish. How are you doing, Satish? I'm very good, thanks, Ben. How about you? Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, the sun is shining and even though we're still in lockdown, um, I think all things that are going on in the world considered, I'm doing very well right now. Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded. Um, we've just been talking a little bit off the record about this, haven't we? Work's got busy and photo competitions that I'm kind of forcing everybody into and all these kinds of things. So nice and social, though. So that's a good start. I also um, I listened back to our second episode just before doing this. So I could remind myself of what we'd already talked about. I didn't realise I seem to have this really annoying little sharp intake of breath every time I pause. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't as long know as it's just quite bassy, that should be fine. No, it's quite high pitched. I, I sound a bit like a, a guinea pig that's choking on a grape. Oh. It's like a little whee every so often. <laughs> um, but not like um, Umer when he's playing badminton. Sorry, this, this is a completely unrelated to anything we do on the podcast. <laughs> but one of our co-workers, uh, we, we know him as Mighty Mouse on the badminton court because he, oh, he can run around like... A speedy little bullet when he needs to, but then when he stretches out to hit something, it's just just this little weak noise comes out. It's, uh, yeah, makes me laugh every time. So if you're listening to me, sorry to bring that up on national radio. We've got all of about five listeners, so uh, and they're probably everyone that we. <laughs> I never knew that we have five listeners already. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. Um, we haven't actually really done much sharing out of this yet. So anyway, we'll discuss tactics for growing our audience afterwards. I'm sure everyone listening really wants to hear about our workmates and how we've not actually pushed our podcast out despite making it. Um, so let's look at what's happened in the past couple of weeks. Satish, do you want to jump in? Anything exciting in the world of Xbox from you? Mm, I can't think quiet, of anything. It? Yeah, it's very quiet. Yeah, yeah after that, uh, uh, the recent event of Xbox, I don't think there's much happening. No, I, I did notice one article where they've done a shout out. They want people to, to suggest what they'd like in the backwards compatibility moving forward, haven't they? Oh, is it? Okay. I think yeah. you know more about Xbox than me now. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're working too hard. Put put the work down and pick the controller up. Um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't read the, the article in much depth, but it was along the lines of, hey, we're still working on backwards compatibility and we want to know what people would like to see from from all generations of xbox um and that to be fair that is the kind of thing that i'm looking forward to in the series x is just being able to maybe pick up some of the old games that i never got around to finishing or you know games that are just in my opinion timeless classics like burnout 3 you can still play that it's an, an original xbox game but Definitely. if you chuck it in even a, in a 360 like it upscales really nicely and plays really really well um did you play the burnout series have you ever uh, nope, I haven't played it, unfortunately. Okay, uh, if I don't know if it's on Game Pass, but if you can play Burnout 3, depending who you talk to, I would say it's the best one. A lot of people would say jump in with Burnout Paradise, and that's when it went open world for the first time. Okay. Uh, it's a really good fun, nice and fast arcade racer. Lots of um, detail in the, the crashing and stuff like that, so... Yeah, I, I won't spoil it too much for you. I'll just say, if you, if you haven't played it, you're really missing out. Oh, um, okay. I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the world of PlayStation, so... A few I only see a mention. bit of Last of Us, sorry. Yeah, there's sorry? so much of 
there's so much of talk going about Last of Us 2. That's the only thing yeah. which I can see from PlayStation. Controversies. Okay. Yeah, I, I've actually avoided uh, all the Last of Us 2 stuff because I know I'm going to pick it up and I know I'm going to play it and I want to go in blind. So I've even the official stuff that they've done over the past couple of days, I'm just trying my best to ignore at the minute. They, there was was a leak, wasn't there, a couple of weeks ago. Um, somebody leaked a load of details about it, and so far I've managed to avoid all of that as well, so I think I'm doing okay. Um, yeah. The, the thing that I was going to mention, just because I was checking uh, on Eurogamer before we started this call, actually, uh, Sony were due to give uh, an update on Thursday, and they were going to show off a load of the actual gameplay footage so, you know, trying to avoid all this, like Xbox did with theirs, it was a lot of yep. CGI and stuff, wasn't it? And they came under a, a heavy criticism. <laughs> so Sony were apparently going to do a lot of actual in-game footage. Uh, they've just released a statement literally um, a few minutes ago, I think. And okay. they've decided to postpone the event that was scheduled for June the 4th. Uh, and it says, while we understand gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that right now is the time for celebration. And for now, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. And I thought that was actually a really kind of nice way of putting that there's a, a lot going on in the world right now. If you're listening to this any time in the future, um, the Black Lives Matter hashtag movement, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, is sort of really ramping up, especially in the US. I'm sure you, you've seen on the, the news, Satish, unless you've been uh, avoiding the news, I do quite often. I completely avoid the news, but I can't help but I have seen it on WhatsApp and Facebook. And I think it's fair to say that we are completely on board with you know, Black Lives Matter, end racism, end fascism, any of that kind of and stuff just needs anyism, to... Anything yeah, that anyism, anything that against it. Needs to Definitely. stop. But uh, yeah, right now, Black Lives Matter. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the about as serious i think as we're ever going to get i hope uh, talking about politics and that kind of thing but <laughs> the other thing then that i was going to mention before i read that and this actually happened a couple of weeks ago just after we recorded the last podcast but tony hawks one and two is getting an official proper remaster so again <laughs> have you, you ever had played... to you had to highlight the word proper there yeah pro exactly yeah so i mean they redid uh, the Tony Hawk's HD game a few years ago, and yeah, it was all right, but it, it wasn't anywhere near as good as it should have been. Uh, it's well documented what a disaster Tony Hawk's 5 was, um, but the fact that they've, they've got a decent team on board to do it, they're going to bring back the majority of the original soundtrack, which for this kind of game... Uh, oh, sorry. don't know what happened then. Caught air in my throat. That was weird. I managed to avoid <laughs> coughing definitely everybody there um yeah so going back to what we said about burnout paradise and the earlier burnout games as well um a big part of those games is the soundtrack and yeah. i don't know have you ever played anything with a, a soundtrack where you just think actually yeah this is what makes the game uh like any game any particular series or any game yeah just a, anything that that you've played way thing you know what it's, oh yeah in fact one of the games which i'm going to talk today is really has amazing soundtrack Okay, all right. Well, we'll, we'll hold on for that then because yeah. we never tell each other what we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like these... a blind dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Tony Hawk's 1 and 2, really, really nice visual makeover. The mechanics and that should all be safe. And uh, original soundtrack, minus a couple of tracks. Um, Bring the Noise, unfortunately, isn't on there. 
so that's a shame. But uh, again, I don't know. Did you ever play the original Tony Hawk's games, Satish, back in the day? Uh, I might have actually give it a try, but at the time it was not my thing. Right, like skating okay. and stuff. Yeah, but maybe the new ones I might actually give it a try. Yeah, I think with all those enhancements. You're a bit younger than me, aren't you? So probably a lot <laughs> younger than me, actually, um, without <laughs> guessing. But yeah, when the first Tony Hawk's came out on the PlayStation, I remember that was a time I was in my kind of late teens and I would have just given anything to be able to go down to a skate park and pull off tricks like that in that game. And it's just so fluid and arcadey. Um, <laughs> a lot of people talk about skate as well. There was the skate series. Um, and say, oh, that's that's the way that the Tony Hawk's games evolved and they should do another skate game. Personally, I could never get into skate. I think yeah. they, they were good. I could see why other people liked them. But for me, it was too technical. I just wanted to be able to hold forward, press the X button to jump and then grind down a rail with triangle um, instead of having to use different analog sticks to control different feet movements and things. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so that's it from our world of news for the past couple of weeks. I think uh, this week you should go first, Satish, with your Too Long Didn't Play. So do you want to start uh. with your short game? <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be the long one, right? Uh, it's, no. it's up to you. Throw as many curveballs in as you like. Okay, I'm going to start with the game which I haven't uh, managed to finish it. It's going to be, uh, It's a masterpiece, so I'll be... <laughs> I think I'll be under five. <laughs> you love to just ignite the uh, the potential comment sections. You know? <laughs> I might get trolled a lot for saying this, but yeah, it's a Rockstar game, which I played very recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, okay. So now we did talk about this before, didn't we? And you, you had a feeling that it might <laughs> it might fall into this category. Yeah, I had a feeling, and I, but I really wanted to enjoy it because I was in that mood to play a role-playing game, completely escape mm-hmm. into a different world. Yeah, so yeah, I started playing it. Actually, I did enjoy the first opening hours, but it was, it is slow, but maybe this is the thing which some people might actually enjoy or Mm. even more appreciate it, but it's a really a slow burn. Right, okay. And while the world is absolutely immersive, like uh, crazy level, like Rockstar typical game, and this has taken to a different level, Mm. but it is also a kind of a distraction for me because sometimes when you play the video games, it's okay if it is a bit realistic, but not too realistic, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you want to suspend your disbelief, so to speak. Yeah. Right? You wanna Especially, I, I had struggled when I first entered uh, some of the houses and I tried to steal things. Mm. You would expect some kind of visual feedback, some kind of highlight around the items so that you know which is pickable and which is not. Okay. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is kind of too realistic that I did actually struggle initially to differentiate these items because there's no glow. Right, okay, yeah. So you, you have you've got go, too used to playing games where it's it's all highlighted for you. Yes. Literally. And this one is like, uh, it doesn't even uh, make it very obvious that, okay, this is a shelf which you can open. This is a shelf which you can't. So right. you have to actually open it and you have to manually try to click and see if it is actually clickable. Hmm. Yeah, I would say it's a, like a big deal, but initially it took me a while. And then there is some elements like you have to maintain your health, you have to eat. Hmm. If not you're going to become a little bit unfit and that will slow you down. I'm not sure how much it actually affects the gameplay, but it kind of felt like a chore for me. Right, okay, yeah. So you yeah. just wanted to run around and play Cowboys. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, and the first few hours is absolutely very slow start for me. And I and I played. I might have played like twenty hours or so. Uh, one of the highlights I enjoyed is the. I think the dialogue. As someone said, like okay. it has like five hundred thousand lines of dialogue, or even more. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like every time I enter a street or something, it's absolutely different. And every time I try to eavesdrop on people, it felt very natural. But something is missing. Is it's too realistic, and it is for me. It's like. I'm, it's a kind of game which I would come back again and again, but I don't think I can finish it at a stretch. Right. Okay. Yeah. I. I. Um. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Rockstar games. I do find them a bit clunky. Again, I can see why other people love them, but they, they're just not for me. I already know that, like you're saying, the the fact that it's too realistic is yeah. just something that would probably drive me nuts. I remember when Red Dead Redemption Two first came out. And someone said, oh, you've got, you've got to play the first one. You've got to play the first one and lent me it. And it sat on my shelf for a good week or so. And then a couple of workmates had started playing the second one. And they were saying, yeah, I accidentally shot a guy because I pressed the shoulder button instead of, you know, tipping my hat to him. He took my gun out <laughs> and things like that. I thought, oh, no, that's just, I play games because I want to press that button that shoots someone. You know, I, I don't want to be working out the mechanics. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a, even the camera is like uh, it's a typical Rockstar game in a way like initially when you're controlling the character as a third person mm-hmm. it feels a bit odd actually right it doesn't feel like you know like in other games like Gears of War or other games I think Last of Us you feel like the third person control is in sync with your you know yeah the point of the gun or the but in this case it takes a while to even uh, get those coordinates correctly right is that because they've tried to make it cinematic? Yes. In fact, I'm very glad you brought that point because the very first thing the game asks you is a setting about cinematic. Do you want cinematic feel or do you want HDR or like a gameplay thing? Mm. Uh, I did play in cinematic for first few hours and then I gave up on it because it's, yeah, the cinematic felt like I'm just someone who's, you know, playing an interactive fiction than actually a game. Right. It looks gorgeous on a TV. It can be a very good showcase to your friends if they come to your home. Mm-hmm. But you won't enjoy the game as well. So then I switched back to normal HDR gameplay mode. Right, okay. Which and is more brighter. Yeah. Okay. You, you say you got about 20 hours into it, didn't you? Yep. So at, at that point, did you feel bad putting it down? Do you, do you think you've had your fun with it or did, did it just disappoint? It didn't disappoint me, but it felt like, okay, maybe this is not the kind of game which I would enjoy. Maybe it's not my game. Maybe I was just forcing myself. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of story and depth characters are amazing, but still, it's not the kind of game which I deserve right now. Yeah. Not during the lockdown, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think, uh, again, if if you're the sort of person who likes that kind of game or maybe you've just got time to sit and, and play through something like that, yeah, um, I think it's a godsend for those people who actually yeah. like Western movies or films and they actually want to take it slowly. Yeah, yeah. I think the the problem I have with those kind of games, I remember years and years and years ago, back in the days of magazines, if anyone listening can remember what a magazine is, um, they did have different personality traits of gamers and okay. I came up as what's known as a grazer. So kind of like a cow. I like to nibble on one patch of grass and then move over to another. And uh, so, so for me, I already know that oh, it's probably why I came up with this idea for a podcast of Too Long Didn't Play. It's like there's just far too many games out there that I really enjoy playing. But yeah, um, 
you know, get get so far into them and then stop. Um, yeah, it's not a big commitment because uh, it's not the game is bad or something. But you know that when you're playing games like Red Dead Redemption and you see there's so many games coming up on stack hmm. and you have to sacrifice all those games to play this one game. Yeah. Do, do you think it, it, is it kind of made up of side stories and things? Is there is there a main story arc running through, I'm guessing? Oh, yes. There's a main story arc, but the side quests are also sometimes uh, so deceptive that you wouldn't even know if it is a side quest or not. <laughs> right, okay. Because, um, I mean, I, I started playing Dragon Quest since we last spoke, Dragon Quest uh, Eleven on the yeah. PS4. Um, not to try and segue into that, because uh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm still in the middle of, middle of playing it. But one thing, when I, I got about 20 hours into that, and I thought, uh, am I enjoying this? And then I wanted to carry on, but I realized what they've done is quite clever. The, the main story is actually set up at the start and then it's pretty much taken a back seat through that first okay. 20 hours. But what they've done is every time you go to a new town or something, you get like a little side quest story. So it's like linear side quests almost. Okay. Um, and that's that's actually when I started thinking about it again, just before our podcast today. I'm up to about 35 hours now, but it's almost as if the game started at that 20 hour point, but I was enjoying <laughs> it so much at that point that I yeah. I wanted to carry on. Um, I could talk a bit more about what I don't enjoy about it. The accents drive me nuts. Uh, <laughs> every, everyone's got these kind of really over the top regional accents. There's lots of English yeah, regional that's accents. What happens, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I was talking to my cousin who recommended it to me in the first place and he loves it that's like his favorite thing about the game is the over the top campiness of it yeah um, but yeah that to me i think it most of it's okay that there's one bit with like a mermaid who talks in rhymes and she sounds <laughs> like she's from essex and nothing against oh. people from essex but <laughs> it it just didn't match the character at all so anyway sorry interrupting uh <laughs> your no, time with like, yeah, Red that, Dead redemption that's... too so that's yeah, you, you like the mechanics, you like the game, the story, yeah. but just you knew that it was as you expected. Do you think you'll yeah, ever go back bit, to it? Uh, I might actually, but not right now, because uh, at this point of time, I want to play games which feel like just game. Hmm. To me, Red Dead Redemption feels more like a movie, like a Godfather or something, which has very deeper storyline and characters. Yeah. Is it not the sort of thing you could pick up for, say, like, an hour a week and just play over the course of a long period then i don't think so it might actually for the people who actually like this game mm. it might actually suck in really big time they might actually not able to play one or two hours they might actually play 10 hours straight right okay okay so moving on what what's your short recommendation for this week yep my short recommendation is also has one of the most beautiful soundtracks ever especially the theme song mm -hmm. It's from a small studio called Moonlight, and it's called Ori and the Blind Forest. Okay, yeah. I've heard of that. In fact, I've, I've got that on my stack at the minute. Yeah, it's visually gorgeous. I think for me, it's like, that's the first time when I saw a game and I thought, like, maybe this is art, even though I don't have any sense of art. <laughs> well, <laughs> art is subjective. So, yeah. yeah it's uh, In fact, yeah, I, I have um, played through the demo now that you, you mentioned it. It is really beautifully drawn. It starts off quite sad, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And they recently released the second sequel for the one. But the yes. first one is definitely something which you can finish under 10 hours, I think. I'm really, I'm pretty oh, right, bad. Okay. I might have actually played like 18 hours because I think my hand-eye coordination is not the best anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 
any regular person probably about 10 hours if you're not very good at games maybe 18. <laughs> if you're really terrible <laughs> at games 18 i think uh, 10 is like yeah most people would finish in 10 hours right, and also okay. i have this thing like uh, when i see a game if it is so beautiful and the soundtrack is amazing i tend to play it even more slower because i would yeah. like to be in that world a bit longer than yeah i, I think it, it. It, it says a lot about a game doesn't it when you actually deliberately want to spend longer playing it yep um i think there's one uh an old jrpg called eternal sonata that was released on the xbox 360 over here okay. and it's um it's really weird but it's based inside chopin's head you know the the pianist chopin and <laughs> it, it's in his head and it's kind of like a fever dream that's playing out while he's on his deathbed oh so it's it's quite an interesting story and he's one of the characters and it it develops it plays a lot like the tales of games if you've ever played one of them they're kind of semi semi action turn based battle system so really really oh, good okay. game um and the, the story is pretty generic moving through but the thing that keeps you going is f for the time at least it was one of the first games in hd it had loads of really luminescent colors and pastels <laughs> and things all mixed in it just looked beautiful and then you've got the this soundtrack which is made up mostly of chopin's music um as you're going through it and i mean i quite like pascal and i, I like chopin anyway but um even if you you're not into that kind of thing, I think you could really appreciate how it all blends together. Okay, so, that's cool. Uh, so, what was it about Ori then? I mean, you you've said it looks beautiful mm -hmm. and the soundtrack's awesome, and I think the version I bought actually came with the soundtrack as well. Um, it oh, was okay, on a, that's amazing. Yeah, it was on a, a Steam sale not too long ago. You you could buy it as a bundle, um, and I have listened. I've not played the game yet, but I have listened to yeah. the soundtrack. Uh, which is, I should say, beautiful. But what else is it about that game then? Because it's, I, I didn't realise uh, it was so short. I thought it was going to be like a yeah, Metroidvania spanning 30 hours kind of thing. Yeah, it might actually take a little bit more than 10 because it, it depends upon the difficulty you play. I always play on normal or casual. Hmm. But if you, I think if you play on the highest difficulty, it might take longer. Uh, but I think the thing which I really like about it is it's very vibrant. Uh, you know the game like uh, Bastion, I think? Bastion. Yeah. Where the um the narrator talks. Oh, yeah, the narrator is quite funny and he'll be like yeah. talking. Yeah. Uh, it has that kind of, uh, you know, like visual aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And also the particle, I think the particle effects are amazing. The, right, the okay. kind of feedback you receive whenever you actually slash the sword or you fight and the music and the theme music playing around, whenever you die, it actually make you, makes you uh, sad. Did, did you actually tear? I can I can hear it in your voice now. Choking up a little bit. <laughs> Every time I actually switch on the game and the very first the music which I hear is the I think the spiritual tree. That's the soundtrack, hmm. and it is really heart wrenching. Okay. Sometimes I have to. It takes me a while to click on button A to start the game because I want to listen to the music, and then I actually okay now I'm ready. Hmm. Sounds good. Do, would you play it through again, having finished it? Chala, uh, I don't hmm. play video games. It's very rare I play a game again because maybe hmm. I'm lousy and lazy. Right. But I, yeah, but I, I would be like playing Ori and the Blind Forest too soon. Sounds good. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so what about your choice of games? Yeah, so um, I, I will admit I was completely unprepared for this recording. Uh, so You're not going to say the same game for as both long and short. 
No, 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 I'm not, not going <laughs> to say the same game. Um, in the gray area, saying it's 20 hours, so this is the shortest, but also the longest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, depending how good you are at games, it can be short. Long. Um, no, I, I, what I did is um, I, I just picked up my Switch, and as you know, I have been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, I've stopped playing Animal Crossing. My turnips <laughs> went down for the fifth week in a row, and I just thought, yeah, screw this. It's um, complete lockdown. Yeah, that's the real lockdown. There has been a, a June update because it updates every month with new bugs and fish and things like that. So I'm, I might dip back into it. Um, my partner's still playing it. She loves it, designing costumes every day. Anyway, so <laughs> Animal Crossing has nothing to do with my game choices. Uh, okay. But I picked up my Switch and I saw that there's a game on there called Flashback, which is a remaster of, of an old Amiga game. Well, it was on the, the SNES and a few other consoles yeah. as well. Um, and I never got to play it back in the day, back in the 90s, I believe. Let me okay. just, let me just uh, look at my cheat sheet here for a second. <laughs> so, yeah, 1992 flashback came out. And I thought, well, I can't talk about a game that I haven't played. But what I did play just before Christmas was a game called Another World. I don't okay. know if you've ever heard of that one. Actually, drinks the bill. And the world is... Uh, uh, what is the studio? Uh, the studio is... Oh, I can't remember now. Um, oh. Yeah, now you're asking. Are, are you cheating as well? You, yeah, because I can uh, hear it, keep it, it definitely rings a bell for me, so I can't... Okay, can't so while, while you're oh, looking yeah. up... Um, it says Another World 15th Anniversary Edition. Yes, that's it, yeah. And it says it's a survival game. Okay. Okay, so I thought, well, actually, I'd quite like to talk about Another World. Um, because this is a game that, for me, when I was a kid, back in, again, late 80s, early 90s, when it first came out, I had a friend with an Amiga, and it, it just, I remember it looking like nothing else that was around at the time. And I think it was our first episode, you talked about Limbo, didn't you? Yes, and I it does it, actually look a bit like that. Yeah, so it, it's kind of one of the original precursors, I suppose, to Limbo. You know, you, you run screen by screen, so it's not as fluid. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but the first thing you do is you crawl out of a pool, and if you don't get out of the pool long enough, uh, fast enough, you get dragged down by some tentacles. So you, you learn to die pretty quick while you're just trying to even work out which key does what. On the second screen... You accidentally run into a slug, you get a little cutscene where this thorn comes out of it and it cuts you and kills you. So you Yep, never accidentally run into a slug. Yeah, 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 exactly. Evil, evil things. <laughs> Eat my cabbages and everything. Um <laughs> so yeah, you, you learn very quickly that you have to just be really keeping your wits about you the whole time that you're playing. And then as you go through the game, this story kind of pans out where you end up in an arena and you're locked in prison with these aliens who are on this planet that you've somehow wound up on and you team up with one of them and he helps you escape and it, it's essentially a, a puzzle game it's not like you need ridiculously good reactions or pixel perfect jumping all the time um, okay. but it, it's a really nice I was going to say relaxing it's not relaxing it can be ridiculously tense at times but it never feels tense. It never feels like a kind of game where you're, you you just get too angry with it. It's always that sort of one more go. Why did okay. that fail? You know, I've got to work out how to do it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that comes in at, on average, uh, two and a half hours, according to how long to beat. 
Um, probably took me a little bit longer than that. Because yeah, I always take find, it four and a fourth for me then. Yeah, I mean, whenever I look on how long to be, I always take at least another good couple of hours on top of it. If they yeah. said a game took 30 minutes, it'd take me about five hours. So <laughs> I, I don't know where they get their scores from, whether people are lying or what. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was nice to kind of go back and see flashback. And then that reminded me of Another World, which I played not too long ago after, well, you say it was the 15th anniversary edition, did you? Or something like that? Yeah, it says uh, 15th. No, it must be. It's way more than 15th, unless the 15th anniversary edition came out in 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, that, that was a game that I always wanted to play. And then I managed to pick it up for about a pound when I saw it by chance on an eShop sale. <laughs> I think that's the great thing now with all these old, older, shorter games is they are just around for you to pick up and play for the price of a packet of crisps. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is literally, isn't it? How how many times do you look at an app and think, oh, 60p? And then you're like, well, you'd buy a can of Coke for 60p. Oh, yeah. You'd probably do it every day. So, I mean, yeah, you know, why not play all these cheapy, shorty games while you can? <laughs> um, so, Another World, it's a brilliant little sci-fi adventure. I'm really looking forward to flashback. If that's any good, I'll talk about it on a future episode as well. Um, cool. For my long game, so I am going to cheat a little bit with this one, but I, I wanted to stick to a bit of a theme, uh, talking about the Tony Hawk soundtracks and how important soundtracks are to games. And okay. it's it's a game I absolutely love and I do keep going back to, but I do think it's going to be too long to ever beat or what you'd consider beating. And that is uh, Project Diva Future Turn which is part of the um, well, the Project Diva series. So do you have any idea what Project Diva is, Steve? I never heard of it, which is strange, huh? Okay. Especially a game which is supposed to be quite long. Yeah, okay. So it, it's not actually long. Like I said, I'm kind of cheating a bit here. Um, it's a rhythm game. So okay. there's in Japan, there are characters called Vocaloids that you may have heard of. And these are basically synthesizer vocals. Uh, I'm really into Vocaloid stuff. Uh, it just oh, okay. falls into my general weeaboo <laughs> frame of mind. Um, but the, the idea is that Yamaha Corporation uh, released these vocal synthesizers. And over the course of years, the, the voice banks have built up. And there's loads of these different voice banks around now. Some of them are voiced by famous people. Um, but what happened is people would create music and upload it to a, a, a website called Nico Nico, which is a, basically a Japanese YouTube. Um, okay. And over time, the the scene, if you like, grew around these Vocaloid characters. People would make songs and videos. And a lot of the early stuff is kind of similar and it, it's amateur musicians, um, you know, just kind of testing out new ideas. But over time, different producers have got on board with using these voice banks and some of them can actually make them sound like real people. You know, <laughs> you, you really struggle to tell the difference between a real person, certainly a real person using auto-tune compared to one of these vocal synthesizers. Um, and they just have a way of using them to get their own sounds and everything else. So the, the music is fantastic. Yep. And the, there is a whole community that's built up around um, Vocaloid now, and they've been going for years and years and years. 
So what happened is uh, Sega, a few years ago, released an arcade game based okay. on the Vocaloid music. So it's a simple rhythm game, press the buttons in time with the music. And there was a version released on the PSP, the PlayStation Portable. Um, so again, I don't know when they came out, quite a long time ago now, probably around about more than 10 years. Yeah, something like 10 years ago. And over time, the songs have been remixed and reproduced, and then other songs have been added to the game. And you've had different variants. So there was Project Diva was the first one, with uh, Hatsune Miku is the main character. And then that became Project Diva F. And then all the way up to the PlayStation 4, where they did the Project Diva Future Turn, which was basically all of the songs that had been released in the series up to that point all whacked into one game. Um, <laughs> okay. And that has recently been re-released again on the Nintendo Switch as Project Diva Megamix or Megamikus or 3.9 or whatever you want to call it. There's, there's a big word play going on there. Um, and they've added about 10 new songs, but there's about 150 songs altogether. So in the Project Diva Future Turn on PS4, there's about... I can't remember now our exact number, but I think it's about 230 songs altogether. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's a lot of songs. Now, I love the music from the Project Diva games. My partner loves it. She has played through the Project Diva F and F2 when they yeah. first came out, and Project Diva X was another one. And we've put hours and hours and hours into these, and I'll listen to the music. I've even watched concerts on YouTube. Um They've got to be seen to be believed. But then I was thinking, like, what what makes a game too long to beat? And I realized when I was kind of flicking through my back catalogue that I remember being so excited for Future Tone coming out and having all the songs there in one place ready to go. Yeah. But as I played more and more of it, I realized I've, I've probably played about 75% of the songs, but I haven't even played all of them in that version of the game because I've played them so often before in other versions. Yeah. And I'm not the best player in the world, I'm not going to lie, but to try and get those all maxed out on S rankings as well. So you think 230 songs, starting on easy, working your way up, getting to know them on the highest difficulty, like that's going to take an unprecedented number of hours to get that good, play all of those yeah. songs to such a level. And... Yeah, you, you just hear the same songs over and over and over again. And e even though there's a lot of them, I thought it's, it's kind of like when you listen to the radio, yeah. you know, you, you've got your favorite band and they release a new song and you think it's amazing, it's the best song ever. And then you're at work, if you've got the radio on at work, you hear that song every half hour for the next week. Yeah, it's kind of... And then, yeah, it, it just saps the life out of it, doesn't it? <laughs> so then you go see your favorite band live and like, yeah, and we're going to finish with this one. You all know it. And you're like, uh yeah, the same song. Yeah, I kind of wish you'd finished with one of the album tracks that I like a bit more or something else. So, and, and there are people out there that will just play for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours um, and quite happily do the same songs over and over. But for me, I thought, yeah, this is a good definition of something that is actually a bit too long to, to yeah. max out. So also, I think the challenge drives you more than actually the enjoyment in that case because you want to hit that yes thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. As you said, like you already heard the song so much, it's not anymore an enjoyment. Yeah, and and I think there there are some people like 
if you've ever been to Japan or if you ever go to Japan and see the, the people playing it in the arcades, I mean, if you think they're putting in the equivalent of a dollar ago, pound ago, whatever, depending yeah. on where you listen <laughs> to this, um, you think, well, you stood there all night playing it. And there was, I remember being there and we must have been in this arcade for about three hours altogether. And by the time we'd done a few laps, played a few games, all this other thing, there was one guy, he was in there when we first went in and yeah. he was there when we left playing <laughs> the same song because he kept getting like 99% perfect on the hardest setting. And and he was just trying to get it on 100%. And like, wow, that is dedication. I can't work out whether that's really sad or really something quite special <laughs> to be this so dedicated. This is definitely a casino scenario. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, there we go. That was my, my too long didn't play is a game that I absolutely love. And again, if anyone's even slightly interested in music and rhythm action games, um, go check it out. But it's it's a long one. <laughs> if, if, you, if you're aiming for trophies, You've been don't bother. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's it for uh, for me this week. Anything, any questions? Anything you want to add, Satish? Have uh, I managed to coax you into the world of Vocaloid? <laughs> <laughs> when when you mentioned DIY, I was only thinking about one DIY. I only know one DIY. Go on. It's from Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you said DIY, I was talking to myself, nerf this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, there's only one original diva, and that's Miku. We won't get into that right now. Yeah, sorry for that. <laughs> I still <laughs> I was drive Overwatch into my concessions. No, I, I refuse to get into Overwatch. I just I like the idea of it far too much. But <laughs> it's uh, it's I don't have the time. So no there problem. we go. Right. Well, uh, everyone at home, if you're still with us after the end of this, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a few more games. Um, if you want to leave us any comments, I've started putting these out on a platform called Podbean. I think it allows for comments. So if you're listening on there, let us know what games you'd like us to talk about. What do you think is too long uh, to get through in a few sittings? Or is there something short that you think we should play and would really enjoy? We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, thank you very much. Thank you all.